You're listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a complete no-show to start the year 2022. The Senators lose 6 nothing in Toronto. They took two early penalties and then finally got their own and ended up getting two goals scored on. That's just about the way this night went. I'm Ross Levitan. With me, as always, Brandon Pillar. Pillsy, Happy New Year. Uh, what were your immediate reaction following that one? This is not how this was supposed to go, guys. I mean, 2021, we put that behind us. We finally had Ottawa Senators hockey for the start of this new year up against uh, an opponent that the Sens usually have an easy time with in the regular season. And yeah, 6 nothing collapse here. Like, there, like, there's not even much to grasp onto here, Ross, if we're looking for positivity. Like, we are the kings of positivity when it comes to Sens uh, hockey, but I, I don't have much here. Not much at all. When the only player I want to give some stick taps to is also a dash to, that pretty much tells the story. I thought Alex Formanton played a pretty solid game, six shots on goal, and did what he could offensively, but... It all came down to bad, just bad everything. I was going to list off about 25 things there, Pilsy. I don't even know where to start, but certainly it makes sense to look at the special teams. A couple early kills, they get them, soft penalties. But then again, you could say that the Morgan Riley penalty that gave Ottawa its first power play was equally soft. However, on that first power play, two goals against, where did it all crumble in your mind? I really thought like this was when the Sens were going to get momentum. Like, didn't it feel that way? Like they had nothing going and then, okay, you, you get a power play here. Like this should really build something. And I think it's the biggest thing is defensive laps, like just in coverage, like for them to get a two on one with uh, Kampf and Hall, the two guys that end up breaking out like this and then Hall buries it. And then for uh, Mikheyev, he gets a breakaway, just like the next shift. Like you can't have those on man rushes when you're on the power play here and it's your first power play of the game and it's supposed to be a momentum booster. Like, I mean, sure, you'd like Murray to get one of those, but really he also like not much chance there. And when you're on the power play, giving up those chances, there's no excuse. No, I think that Justin Hall, David Camp combined for maybe like five goals in their last like yeah, 100 like, games. And, and you're looking at it to make it add insult to injury. Justin Hall with two tissues stuffed up his nose after taking a skate to the face earlier behind his own net. It was just that kind of night for the Ottawa Senators to begin 2022. And we did see... Some new things, like Matt Murray back in the NHL. Let's in six goals, the most he's allowed in a game all year. Now, I'm not going to go finger-pointing, but again, six goals against is six goals against. And then Eric Branstrom came back. I thought he had a good couple opportunities. And then really up front, though, you're decimated. More guys going to COVID protocol since we recorded on Friday, the Locked On Senders podcast that you can find daily Monday through Friday, way in your podcast feed and on YouTube. We appreciate everyone joining the postcast live on our YouTube channel. But if you miss any of it, you can go and download the audio version in your podcast feed and this full stream will be available right there. So it's 2 nothing in a hurry, Pillsy. At that point, you're just hoping for something from the Ottawa Senators because It wasn't as bad as the Philly game where it took almost 14 minutes to get their first shot. But again, 
10 minutes and 45 seconds into this game, the shots were 8 nothing for Toronto. Like, what is it that they need this kick in the behind once the game starts to get going? I don't know what they can do because this is a consistent problem now. And, like, if it was maybe, like, your slow starting two, three, even four minutes, you know, like, that happens. You get a dry spell. But when it's consistently, uh, like, eight minutes before you've even got a single shot on net – like you're just playing defense that whole time and you're tying yourself out and you're letting the other team slowly squeeze in on you and be able to manipulate uh, you playing maybe with your uh, stick too tight and not uh, flowing, not making good breakout passes because you're worried it's going to get uh, turned over. Like the Sens just were barely surviving here. Like there was no moments where they felt like they had the upper hand or they were on the attack. It was just kind of how long can we hold off this Leafs offense? And eventually the goals start trickling in and there was nothing they could do to stop it because there's no counterpunch. And I think if you're Josh Norris, Ross, you're sitting there being like, well, this is a game I'm going to bring up when it comes to contract <laughs> negotiations. Cause remember what this team looked like when I was missing from the lineup due to COVID protocols. Yeah. You guys need me. The first game that Josh Norris has missed. Yes. Yeah, true. Since joining the Ottawa Senators, the longevity played in 84 straight games over the two split seasons in 2021. And his absence was especially felt in the face-off circle where he's oh one of a rare number of Senators that are at or near above 50%. Tonight, there's some regression at the end of the game, but even with that, the Senators finished 36% in the face-off circle. And to anyone who even thinks that Tim Stutzla shouldn't be at center, this is their first argument, is it not, Pilsy? This guy just cannot handle the face-off circle. I'm having such a tough time analyzing this game, though, Pilsy, because guys are being put in spots in the lineup they just simply should not be. They haven't played in 14 days. There's just so much that uncertainty just like what we're living with in our daily lives everybody um so it's certainly relatable but at the end of the day they're paid so much to produce and it's just so far from a competitive team right now like they had that flash at the end of the philly game where they brought it to a tie they get it to the ot oh it's so nice no this is a team that's extremely far from it they mentioned on cbc after the game like this is probably the biggest insult if you're an Ottawa Senators oh, no. player that the Leafs in the locker room are joking around. Like this is obviously what they're saying, but like they're not getting the ice bags. They're not needing massages. That was an easy win for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They had puck possession all night. They were skating circles around the offensive zone and they just have not put any pressure offensively on this Leafs team. Like was there one four check? where the least defenseman went back and got the puck and he was worried about getting hit. No, it was just like, it was like a shinny skate at the holidays where you've got your family out on the ice. That's what it was for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. It was wild. Yeah. Just brutal. And, but I think it just goes to show you how important Josh Norris is to this whole team, not just as a number one center, obviously, but what he does all around, like even uh, Batherson and Kachuk, they weren't able to get too much going here. I mean, at the end of the game, they Kachuk got a couple shots there. But without Josh Norris, that line doesn't run properly. And yeah, when you're losing faceoffs like they were with Stutzla, and even like Brady, I thought, okay, Stutzla's not having it in the faceoff dot. Brady can move over and take the draws. 
that wasn't working either. Tierney ends up taking like 21 draws in this game. He's really relied upon here. And yeah, it's it's a big deal when you lose a guy like Josh Norris. And this sense team wasn't able to recover. And well, and I Nick think, Paul does it all too, right? Like I know he was yeah. playing on like a third, fourth line role the last little while, but these are just regulars on a, a forward depth that is so thin. They just can't handle it. like, and the coach just won't play Adam God death. There's no point in yeah, him being on this done. team. He's dashed four in 15 minutes, and he's got a goal, and that's so that means he's been on the ice for five goals against in 15. And he minutes. had a tough hooking penalty too. Like that was just a lazy play where he get beat. Tonight, of course, he was 14. He was on the ice at five on five for two shots, four and 12 against. So he was uh, seven scoring chances for none. Uh, sorry, against and none for so. When he was on the ice, Ottawa had as many shots as the Leafs had goals. Let that sink in. Like yeah. this guy is just—he's not an NHL player. Could be sick for a Belleville Sens playoff run if uh, if he goes down there. But on in all honesty, like this forward depth, you look at the the fourth line tonight. Like that's an AHL line. Yeah, exactly. Like those are your taxi squad guys, right? Like yeah. that's uh, and you're having to use multiple of those guys. And also Ross, another tough one, Sanford. I mean, three penalties. Hat trick. He didn't get, yeah, he had a hat trick once, but Sanford, that was a tough game for him as well. Yeah. And I think really defensively, I, I thought for the workload, Lassie, Thompson, and Brandstrom had to hold here. I actually thought they played decent. And Brandstrom, like you mentioned, he got in on the play, the offensive play a couple times. Brady Kachuk had that nice pass, and then he had the one-timer on the far side. But I think this is a, this is a game where you really got to look yourself in the mirror as a team and say, like, we can't allow those beatdowns to happen. Sure, we're down a couple key players, but like you said, the the Leafs easily taking that game is just, you can't allow that to happen, especially when you don't get a chance to bounce back from it quickly too, right? Next game's postponed, so you got to sit on this one for a while. Yep, until January 6th in Seattle, that is a long time to yeah. be sitting on this one. The Senators lose 6 nothing to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it wasn't your typical Leafs. In the third period, sure, Nylander gets two goals. But outside of that, yeah. Mikheyev gets his first and second goals of the season. Justin Hall gets his first goal of the season. TJ Brody, his second goal of the season. So Matthews, who had dominated the Sens, I think it was 13 goals in his last nine home games against Ottawa. He gets nothing. They keep him off the scoreboard, but other guys stepping up for Toronto and nobody stepping up for the Ottawa Senators. I did give a little bit of a stick tap to Alex Formanton, six shots on goal, did some good work with four and a half, four minutes on the PK. That's got to be up there for him. Time on ice, played over 19 minutes in this game, but they really just didn't have much else going. Like Tim Stutzlup got his opportunity on the top line with Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson. He was dashed Four in this game, 13% in the face-off circle for Tim Stutzla. But how many 19-year-old centerman Pilsy are on a top line playing on the road when the guys behind you are Chris Tierney, Dylan Gambrell, and Adam Gaudet? That was the Ottawa Senators' center depth tonight. You're just not going to win games when you have that. So, there's one reason why the Sens lost. The second reason, and actually I want you to power rank my remaining three. Was it poor execution? Was it soft refereeing? But you could say it was on both sides of the ice. <laughs> or third, and I can't believe it's taken us this long. We're, we're watching on one channel, 
35,000 people outside for the outdoor game in Minnesota. And there was just absolutely no energy in an empty building tonight. And you could certainly tell in the product that it suffered. Well, we don't talk about refs on the show, so I'm going to cut that one out right away, Ross. You made that one easy for me. And then the, as far as the fans go, thank goodness there wasn't any fans in the stands. Like the, This could have been an even bigger game if you get that crowd into this game, when, especially when those two shorties are scored on the same penalty. Ugh. Like that would have, Ross, that was the the reverse of what you like. They got two goals announced before the uh, I know the other one had even finished there. And yeah. that is a tough one for sure. So I think both of those things actually ended up not being a major factor. It's the lack of execution and guys just, I think the jumbling of these lines, like nobody really knows quite their role as much as they used to before. Like when you have that top line, it just solidifies everything going down here. And like you mentioned, there's taxi squad guys, there's Adam Goddad, who is, I don't think I've seen a player more in the coach's doghouse in, in, in a two game span than Adam Goddad, right? Like that happened real quick. And it is obvious to everyone what the situation is there. And, now, I know maybe a lot of people pointing to Matt Murray and, yeah, am I going to sit here and stand up for a goalie that let in six goals? That's tough to do. But at the same time, looking through all my notes, all of them, all six goals are because of odd man rush, uh, breakaways. Well, not the Nylander goal where he just took that point shot, but there was a lot of traffic in front. Like these aren't you'd like for Murray to get one or two of these, but they're not all goals where you're like, he needs to, he needs to have that. You know what I mean? I, I like when you put the, put the, the performance that this team put in front of him, it's pretty hard to look at Matt Murray and say, he's the main issue. It's certainly not his fault tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think anybody who's pointing fingers there is, is maybe just taking low hanging fruit. When you look at the bottom stat, stats, but it, at the end of the day, for what he's being paid, you're expecting him to make some saves. He did make some good saves, though. Like, over the course of the game, like, he had a couple uh, really big uh, times where... And you know what? He didn't always catch the puck, but if he didn't catch it, he was smothering it right after. It wasn't becoming an issue, which I thought was okay. For the most part, there was a a goal where he... It was the wraparound goal where the puck just hit him and dropped right beside him. He was tied up with Shabbat there, and I think that was the big issue why he couldn't get over and... Matt Murray, big lanky guy. When you're tied up, it really affects your movement there. So even that one, like it's hard for me. And that one, Ross, I think any Sens fan, as soon as Shabbat didn't have a stick, you're like, here we go. Like this is going to get out of hand and they're going to end up scoring here. You see Shabbat fumbling around for a stick and that you're kind of toast at that point. But another trend we're seeing now, and the irony is that I learned this at the goalie coach I went to uh, the summer camps. I went to the same place where Matt Murray went growing up, and he was always momentum goals. The two minutes after you allow a goal are the most important times to make saves, and I feel like this wasn't the first time this season where Matt Murray gives up multiple goals in a short period, and those are momentum-killing situations, and the Senators, not that they ever had momentum tonight, but in just a, a wider range of his starts, you just cannot expect to win when you're giving up multiple goals back to back. And the Boston game, remember he gave up two goals in four minutes and the Sens actually scored first in that game. They lose three, two. You look at the game uh, where they lose five, three against Tampa, Tampa in the third period, Ottawa goes in tied two, two. And then 
They get two more goals pretty quick back-to-back in that third period. They lose there. So there's just so many. And then obviously the Chicago game, right? The third period, it's 2-0 Chicago going into the third. And then they scored 27 seconds into the third period and then a minute and 20 seconds into the third period. So these are just really snowballing and it's hurting the Senators in their quest to at least be competitive because 6-0 against the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's just a brutal bottom line tonight, Pilsy. So let's get some final takeaways. Uh, this is where we usually do our Send Central standouts, but I'd hazard to guess you don't have any tonight. Not really. I mean, uh, for honorable mention guy, I thought Connor Brown actually had a decent game. Uh, he had some of the most ice time for any forwards, and uh, I thought he was really good at breaking the puck out. And especially with kind of he was given a lot of the tough matchups up against Tavares and Nylander. So I, I liked his game, but I mean, still a dash three like that's about all I can really say there. Uh, as far as uh, people like trying to find some positivity here. I don't really have much for you, Ross. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, we're trying to end off on a note. I'm scrambling to find something here. Like, I, I guess Brands from getting back in in a long time and playing a decent amount of minutes and uh, being able to join the rush offensively, that would be my one positive spin on this game because it was sad. It was extremely sad. And like you mentioned, they're going to have to sit on this one for a little while as their home game on the third versus Minnesota postponed which Mm -hmm. is a word we're hearing far too often now that's nine games postponed eight home games where they're gonna have to make up later on this season but to start the new year the ottawa senators lose six nothing to the toronto maple leafs gross matt murray owen six on the year now the numbers are not pretty and you just wonder like how long they can keep doing it but as pilsy said Not only because we're a goalie-friendly show, there's a way bigger issue than Matt Murray if you're a Senators fan tonight. But (laughs) I was going to say, at least we got to see Sens hockey. But honestly, if this game had been postponed, if I had known the results, I would have voted for it for sure. Hey, Ross, some quick positivity. Belleville Sens beat up on the Toronto Marlies with a 2-1 victory. So who gets a, who gets the last laugh here, really, at the end we of the day? We do, because we we're going to break that down and get deeper into this 6 nothing loss. Yippee! On Monday's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. Really appreciate everyone joining the postcast after each and every Ottawa Senators game. Sometimes... We figured in these last couple of weeks, maybe you'd forgotten about the postcast. Yeah. We missed it. We're happy to be back, and we hope that the Senators continue to get games in safely so that we can get fans back in the crowd because Senators were on a roll, and now that roll has come to a screeching halt. So more to come on Monday's Locked On Senators. Please hit the like and subscribe button. It does go a long long way joe happy new year really appreciate everyone in the chat active as always for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan thank you for listening we'll chat on monday this has been the postcast wrapping up a six nothing ottawa senators lost to the toronto maple leafs oh, can only go one way from here have a good night we'll chat on monday